Welcome to Being Bold, the show that talks about the journey to business development. Hi, I'm Cecilia Younger, and today we're talking to Rakshana Treem, and she is the founder and CEO of Women's Lifestyle Coaching. Welcome, Rakshana. Thank you so much, Cecilia, for having me here. I'm so excited to be here today. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. Tell me about your lifestyle coaching and what you do as an entrepreneur. So my lifestyle coaching is really empowering women to create their best lives. So whatever lifestyle they want to design. So if they want to have a debt-free or debt-free, or they want to just starting out creating their own business, or their children just moved out of the house and they want to have more of a consistency in creating that lifestyle that adds more fun and joy. <laughs> so I really uh, help women do that. And uh, through the coaching practice, I also get to take women out in nature so that way they're more grounded and connected to that, you know, the mother earth and to build those systems in place. And one, go ahead. No, I mean, that sounds really interesting. So you, you would take a group of women out to, to go kayaking for a day or a retreat and just go back to nature? Yes, so what I do, yeah, I'll take a, like a lead of women, 12 women and we go, hiking or we go kayaking and we spend time in nature and talking about business or talking about a lifestyle that they want to build or talking about systems they want to implement and yeah. it's really different because we're not doing it on zoom we're doing it in nature and we're more relaxed because you know when we're in nature it helps us kind of you know breathe more have more <laughs> oxygen in the brain so it's different to implement but also i help them through a follow-up email these are the things that we talked about and and to remind them what we can all help each other support one another and i do that also through retreat so i put more of a consistent retreat three days where we are hands-on but mostly we are outside in nature doing those systems building those systems in place or so that goal setting or that future that they want to plan, we're doing that outside in nature. That's, it sounds so, it sounds awesome, actually. I like the fact that you're getting women together, but you're in nature, taking people away from their everyday lives and putting you in a place where you can grow, you can bond, you can discuss issues that really matter. You don't have those distracting forces around. Yes, yeah. you talk about distractions. <laughs> <laughs> We are surrounded by mass distractions. As the entrepreneurs, you know, we have so many distractions. We're constantly on. So yes, the hope being outside really help us being focused and more relaxed. And I think, you know, a lot of, especially specifically women, we handle so many things. We're handling our family, our children, our businesses, and other many things that's coming our way. We're holding that space. So it's important for them to cultivate that time that where they're relaxed, they're not feeling like intense. And yes able to enjoy the process of doing it and yes it's hard but if we show that there is different ways of doing it through mother nature and uh, and mother nature has a great way like especially nature has a great way of showing us a diversity that you know it's a great example saying okay this is hard but it's mm -hmm. not going to be a long time it's just temporary i'll i'll do a comeback you know right. you know nature teaches that all the time it, it comes it does come back as a stronger and confident and gives us the tool that we need for life it does i'm i yeah i'm as as you're talking i'm just visualizing just being out in nature and and as um i've been talking to a lot of people about burnout and one of the things that that i'm hearing consistently and what um my views is that when you when you're just burnt out of what you're doing 
you need to get out. You need to get away and you just need to say you need to take the time for yourself. That's similar to what you're doing, taking people out in nature. Um, I always like playing golf because you can't think about anything else but your golf stroke while you're playing golf. So that takes you away. But you really have to divorce yourself from what you're doing just to rejuvenate, um, to repair the trauma that you that that you've gone through because you're burned out for a reason. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be physical trauma; it could be emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I I like the the retreat aspect of just re- rejuvenating yourself so that you can focus on you. Yeah. Yeah. I love. Yeah, I love golf. I don't play golf, but I have a lot of friends who play golf. And they talk about the focus and the strategic of planning that you're really there. You know, you're yes. not somewhere, you have to pay attention. You're really there. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. Um, when I was doing my PhD, I learned how to play golf. And it was for that reason, because I needed to get away from all the research and just say, you know what, let's focus on something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because um, I know you're, you're in the Pacific Northwest. I've done some traveling. Um, I think as we were talking before, my aunt and I rode our bikes down the, the, we actually we've ridden our bikes along the coast from the Washington Canada border to the California Mexico border, not wow. all in one, one year. We, yeah. we broke it up by state. So we, we just ride for like uh, seven days at a time. But the Oregon coast and the Washington coast, they are so beautiful and so diverse. Um, and I couldn't, I can't even think of a better place to have a retreat because it is just so gorgeous there. It is. I think, yeah. It's, yeah, absolutely. I love the bike ride because the Oregon coast, and especially the Oregon coast, as you're reaching out through the California, this beautiful drive. I mean, what a great yes. experience to do that. Yes. And I think that was one way that um, when I was able to bond with nature, too, I was able to hang out with my aunt, and she, she's like 30 years older than I, and I'm actually just tagging along with her, making sure she's okay. But yeah, just getting to know yourself, because I think in business, you actually need to really get to know yourself and who you are to be able to develop a business. That's true. Who you are, what you're made of, all your adversities that you have, that has shaped you, all your past life that has shaped you for who you are really kind of pushes you through what's coming. Because any entrepreneur any business owner knows that the beginning is not the easy even even though such social media makes it look easy it's not easy but yeah we all know the the diversity of that but you know yeah. you're talking about your story who you are it really when you know who you are you know what what you're made of and you kind of have a, an outline where you're going to because you're not going to give up easily because you know what you came from Right. And and social media does make it look so easy. Like you can just, just quit today and start tomorrow and money will just roll in. But yeah, you need to have that vision. You need to have the, the dream of what you want, what you want out of life to really become an entrepreneur. What are some of the challenges that you've seen? So for me, most of the challenges is, you know, you know, the vision of having that dream, you know, like social media showed, I thought it was easy getting clients, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it took, it took a good three years of consistent. So consistent meaning I was showing up for networking, sharing about my business, consistency showing up where I was online, talking about my struggles and my my um my highlights you know my wins 
but I would mm-hmm. share being vulnerable what it's what it was like sharing my journey of that and also consistency of um, you know learning about mindset because I think the mindset is really important you know if you don't have the mindset of thriving to create and to grow and to expand because your business is always changing with time and mm-hmm. you know how the you know social media is made how we sell products so also being surrounded um, by people who are kind of doing the same similar thing as, as you're doing and you know I, and I also think that the the entrepreneur journey sometimes can be very lonely what people don't know mm-hmm. that it's very lonely world because you are out there creating a business, serving, and you're in this box alone. And if you don't recognize and create a networking, a community of people who you can go out and spend time with, you're going to get lost and you're going to get burned out and you're going to get frustrated and you're just going to give up easily. So it's a lonely entrepreneur. Any entrepreneur knows it can be a lonely world if you choose to. So being aware of that, because as any entrepreneur knows they work so hard. They are so focused. They're so vision. They're so focused on that vision and they forget to connect to the community, what made them the product or the business or whatever they're trying to sell. Yeah. And that's what I found in my research because um, I interviewed business owners, successful and unsuccessful business owners to find out what the difference was. And a lot of it had to do with that local connection. It, it didn't matter if you had this online presence, you still need to have that local connection to your community because people need to verify for you. I mean, they need to say, yeah, this is a good gal. Um, you can trust her. So, but you need that that support from your local community. And I think a lot of people just, they don't realize that. They think that, oh, well, I have my online presence. People will come. They won't. It's a longer road. You need to connect with people. And during the pandemic, that was even harder because it, you couldn't really connect with people for a certain amount of time, depending on where you lived. Uh, you were even lonelier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. So what do you do to connect with people? I belong to the Chamber of Commerce and, mm-hmm. and I realized through that connection, uh, a lot of business owners in my community where I live in Oregon City are sure you know, have hired me also to, you know, lead a a retreat for their company and their businesses. So I also volunteer a lot of my time into Mm -hmm. the community, you know, the farmer's market, you know, the local artsy market. I put myself out there, you know, just a couple hours a day because it's a great way to know who lives next door, what community is there, who is selling what, to be connected with that. And of course, Yes, I remember in the last two years, I, I'm going to say that as tough as it was, I continued my outdoor community because it was mm-hmm. easier. It was safer being outside. We mm-hmm. needed sun, we needed fresh air. So I kind of encourage people to kind of take their families out. And I was continually leading the path of being outside. It's important because, you know, at that time in the pandemic, we were forced to be indoors locked, you know. Right. But, you know, when we think about it's like you know fresh air is good for us so encouraging people go for a walk go so i would lead like evening walks and you know sunday night walks and things like that in my community that brought people together that way we're looking forward to doing something so it's 
despite we're closed, I was still offering my free services in the community leading walks twice or three times a week. And that's one thing you are visible in the community. Uh, I, I want to stress that because you never know who's watching you. And it's not about who you know, it's about who knows you and the tentacles for who knows you is even larger. But when you when you show that you care, Mm-hmm. people pick that up they they see your authenticity you the well they see that you're authentic and that's how you get business because then they start referring you i remember i was talking to um one person and he was telling me this story because he was trying to he was a financial agent he was trying to get money or get clients who had big pockets and so he was on a board but he kept he aligned with the board. He was he was actually interested in the board. One time, um, this man, he was old money, came up to him and said, "I like you. I will never do business with you because I have my own financial agent. But you know what? Anybody who needs your services, I will direct them to you. And that's what you want because well, he already had his his services set up." But that didn't mean that he couldn't help you and refer people to you. And that's what happens when people see that you're interested, you're authentic, you actually properly align yourself and you're you're doing good for the organization. Then they start referring people to you. Yes. Yeah. I was that just reminded me of a story, Cecilia, is um one of a, a client I was talking about, she was frustrated because she was putting a lot of information on social media and she wasn't getting, you know, any results or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I asked her, I said, you've been on social media how long? And she's like, uh, 13, you've 13 years. I'm like, how long have you been doing business? She's like nine years. And I please tell me how many leads have you gotten from the internet, from the Facebook or from Instagram? Uh-huh. She's like none. She's like, why are you beating your head down onto the wall? She's like, where do your clients come from? She's like, networking, the community, the people who know them right. the church. And like, why do we beat ourselves up? I think social media is just one of the ways of just kind of keep it, putting it out there. This is what I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. and then those clients who know you, they're following you. They can kind of, you know, remind them like, oh yeah, she does this. Oh yeah, she does this. It's a great reminder, kind of like, you know, Reminder where people where you are and not to forget you. So people beat themselves up because uh, they think that they get results right away, and that's not true. People buy from people who they know. Right. They are buying. They're not buying the product. They're buying you. Like most of mm-hmm. my retreats, where people who know me, who have I have served, give a, a free kayaking or a free hiking or leading a community walk, or I volunteered for the chamber of commerce or the market. And those are the people who have come to my retreat because of the connection that already was there. They saw me in person. So they yes. to buy me because they already had kind of like experienced a little bit <laughs> of pieces of my side of the story. Yes, yeah, so very true. But they not only know you, they trust you. Yes. yes. Yeah, and that's what you're going for with all these connections. I, I like to think of developing your businesses. It's a journey of connectedness. Who are you connected to? How are you connected to them? Because you have to you have to brand yourself personally before you can sell anything. Yes. Yeah, and you have to show your good face all the time. I'm, there's another um, woman that I, I was working with in the junior league, and uh, she was a, a financial agent, but um, she she was on my committee and she was just she was always in your face about what she did 
and you just knew that this is what she did and you knew that she was looking for clients but people didn't get the best impression impression of her because she was very transactional mm. and so they she she they didn't see that she was authentic to the organization and that she was really trying to promote the organization. They thought that she was trying to promote herself. So it works the flip way as well. And that's why um, people just didn't really trust her. So she wasn't getting the um, clients like she thought that she would. Connection is such a key. It, it, it really is. I like um, Brene Brown, who talks a lot about uh, the journey of connection and how you really need to survive, you need to have people near you. And as you were talking about, you want to have people around you so that you can grow because it is a lonely process. And I don't think a lot of beginning entrepreneurs realize this. It's like, you need to have people in your corner. You need to have your raving fans always. They help move you along, but you also need to have just people that you can just go to. Um, if you need advice, if you just need to talk, that will give you a realistic approach or their opinions. Yeah, one of the things I remember, I had gone to a conference before and they're talking about different ways to connect with people. And I think um, it was about, you know, we come to this world as a business owners or entrepreneurs, we forget that we have to build trust. So how do we build trust is we give. And this coach was talking about is like, you know, have this model, give, give again, then ask. Because when you give and you give again, you build rapport, you build trust. You're not right. coming, like you're saying, from a transaction perspective, you are coming from service. You are yes. service. And I love that concept because any connections, any research, we, uh, businesses I, I go for, I always come with the heart to serve first. You know, I'm mm -hmm. going to volunteer, I'm going to show up, and I'm going to bring cookies or coffee. And then it gives me the right to offer them my service. And then I have, like, you know, I've, I'm already in the door. So, right. I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand this is we come in as, you know, of course, we're experts, but we forget that part, part because we're always looking for what's in it for me. We have mm -hmm. to change that what's in it for me and, and go for, how can I be at service today? I'll bring some donuts for 26 people who are going to be on the Chamber of Commerce. I'll bring some coffee, whichever it is. So coming from that, changing that mindset instead of what's, what, how can I get more clients by focusing what, how can I serve more people? How can I be at helpful for today? Right. And I think I like that, the model of service. It's like, you know, give, give again, and then ask. But you have to have that that mindset of service you're coming from a point of service so you have to show that um but yeah that's really great yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was just telling my 22 year old he's like well i didn't get him like what did you offer it's not about you asking what did you offer first <laughs> did you offer right. time did you volunteer did you offer them that you're going to kind of help out with some clerical services like you mm -hmm. know but yeah it's always yeah it's so important to give give then ask give give yeah. then ask yeah <laughs> yeah and I, I i tell um college well students who are going into college you know there are so many other people or people your age who have great grades uh, they kind of know what they want to do um, but the one thing that always will distinguish you is what your service is how did you serve your community 
Um, and that's what will distinguish you because they want someone who has good character. They want someone who will reflect well on their as an, an alum. Yeah. And so that they will, because college is big business and they always want more money, more donations, and they want to be thought of as the place to go. But they also need to look at who their students are. And the one thing that distinguishes you, well, where'd you volunteer? Mm -hmm. Did you do research with somebody? I had um, one colleague, all of her kids, she had four kids, all of them did research with some professor while they were in uh, high school. Mm -hmm. And that makes a difference. Yeah, but it's, and it's, it's the service that they give. Are you being brought up to serve your community? building a business is about serving your community mm -hmm. and it's about the connectedness that a person has locally mm -hmm. and then your business builds from that and it can grow globally but yes. you have the people around you locally who can verify you who can back you up it's like oh yes this is somebody i can recommend you need yeah. the service go to that person yeah i mean I mean, that's a great example of what happened with the pandemic you know the restaurants in our neighborhood you know how they mm -hmm. survived the pandemic is people kept ordering you know mm -hmm. they keep ordering and ordering and they kept sharing i'm like this family is struggling they're about to close and then this library this bookstore they they're running out of um staff and they need volunteers because in an old historic bookstore it was called powell's bookstore they put an, a, a social media post and mm -hmm. anybody who has lived in Portland, they know Portland, Oregon, that's uh, Powell Bookstore. It's the historic. The, that's place. just the big one, the three-story yes, bookstore? Yes, yes, yes. They were, were going to close it down because oh my. They, didn't, they didn't have staff. And that was in the in the middle of the pandemic. I think it was the second year of the pandemic, I think, in 2021. Uh -huh. uh, uh, it was about in March where they're getting ready to close down. First one, they didn't have enough staff to pay and they were not making enough money. And, you know, of course, we realized what happened with Amazon kind of took over over most of the local stores right and they put a social media uh, post up and anybody who has been in portland who has grew up in portland they know that place because it's a historic place yes and, and that's they, a tourist thing yes so when they put the post up everybody started ordering from did their online order for their books because a lot of people had forgotten about the power bookstore right they were ordering books from amazon so they realized they you can start ordering and then volunteers went in and helped out to save power bookstore it was nice to oh, see nice. the community come together to see not you know to to see a historic site come alive and then mm -hmm. of course the book sales went up and then people people started ordering and people started volunteering and it brought the community together because no one wanted to see that historic building closed because you know it's a historic building so right. it was nice to see everybody even though they didn't live in portland they mm -hmm. ordered books from power bookstore they were up in new york but they saw the post of portland because they grew up in portland or they worked in portland in the past uh -huh. and just yes. to read the comments how the community came together and how everybody wanted to save that bookstore the historic three-story bookstore and volunteers but it's nice it's nice to mm -hmm. see that you know People are passionate about helping what's going on. I mean, not only the bookstore, the restaurants who survive. We all know that the restaurants who survive are the people in the community who were campaigning about them, who were, uh, you know, showing up for their 
Chamber of Commerce meeting, please order mm -hmm. dinner from them, order from them. That's what kept them going and, you know, serving. And, and those are the ones who survived, those, you know, those small businesses in our backyard. And I'm actually surprised that the little Mexican restaurant down the street from where I lived survived. And they were busier than ever because every time I went to order, I was waiting in line for my order. So, um. <laughs> so business is like that, you know, it's always also to be able to adapt and change how we look at things, you know, to shift because we all know as when the pandemic happened, we couldn't go out and eat in a restaurant, we had to order, we had to shift the way we do business, right? Yes, be, yes. Yeah, so all the businesses that went on from Uber, putting Uber Eats on their men on their, you know, thing on their agenda as well, Uber delivery on there, you know, things like that. So part of the business is also learning to challenge yourself to adapt to the new times and changing how we do things yes but i mean with that is you also have to have mindset of always growing always learning and knowing what's happening in the community and globally that will impact your community so that you can be adaptable but do you have any tips for budding entrepreneurs in, de in developing their business Absolutely. So one of the things is if you see the vision, don't give up. Don't give up. Be connected to the people in your community. Be connected to the people who are doing similar things to you or reach out to your community. Go be at service, volunteer your time. And, you know, that's a way to connect with people, what you do. And be curious. Be mm -hmm. curious and don't go in in a place like, what do I have to sell? Who, what's in it for me? Go in and be curious about another business and find out about that business. And then, you know, that invites you to, to talk about your business, about you. And don't give up. Don't give up. I mean, a, a journey as an entrepreneur, I mean, research has shown that, you know, most businesses don't finally start showing like results, maybe three to four years later, they start showing results. So just keep at it, have the mindset of learning and expanding. And, you know, and you will do good, you know, just keep at it. Thank you, Roxana, for um, being on Being Bold. I love the conversation and I love your message about service and connection. Thank you so much for having me, Cecilia. And thanks for listening to Being Bold. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to shoot me an email at Cecilia at beingboldanddriven.com or message me on Facebook and Twitter at Being Bold. Thank you.